On episode 31 of the Saluki Standards Podcast, we hear from All-American for Saluki football, the running back, Javon Williams. Pretty good numbers for Javon last year. 21 total touchdowns, 17 as a runner, 2 as a receiver, and also 2 as a passer. He also ran for 1,000 yards on the ground last year as well. We'll talk about his favorite moment from last season, also his Babe Ruth moment. He called his shot in one of his games at Centralia High School here in Southern Illinois. And finally, what's left to work on after All-American, All-Conference, and a bunch of other accolades that came his way last year? We'll hear a critique of Javon from Javon on what he can do better as a sophomore. All that and more coming up on episode 31 of the Saluki Standards Podcast, and it begins right now. Javon, the first thing I noticed when talking to you is the T-shirt you're wearing. Uh, a lot of the guys have been rocking those in the weight room throughout the offseason. It says, nobody cares, work harder. What, what can you tell us about the slogan? Um, so, nobody cares, work harder is the logo we wear. Basically, we wear it because the next person that you know you're about to compete against, they're not worried about how much you're working. They're worried about how much they're working. So, basically, we live by that every day, working out in the weight room throughout our life. So, but uh. On the back, you can see we got a chip on it. And basically, it's the date for when we didn't make it in the playoffs. And it just it's a sour feeling, you know. And we just continue to work hard and try our best to come out on top for next season. That was something that started in, what, the early part of December when you guys first got back together? Who, who came up with the idea? Um... I, I think it was uh, Andy Harris, our gear man, and uh, Coach Hill was, uh, you know, working up a little uh, idea, and they ended up coming with it. But, I mean, we we didn't steal it, so no copyright. But, yeah, <laughs> I, I know Lamar. I watch a lot of his uh, his uh, games and uh, his after, you know, his uh, talks, interviews, and he wears nobody cares, work harder a lot. So Lamar Jackson you're talking about. Yes, sir. Yeah, quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens. Yes, sir. Speaking of that, we had a ton of football on TV last weekend, first weekend of the NFL, bunch of college games going on. How did you feel being a spectator? It's hard, man. I've been – since freshman year of high school, I haven't missed a, a fall season. And just sitting back watching, it's definitely a different perspective, but it gives me opportunity and advantage to sit there and study my, my competition in the future. What'd you pick up? What do you think you'll take uh, back with you? Um, I can say this. Uh, I don't know if it's uh, people want to use that excuse, but I was watching it. It was a lot of a lot of tackles that were missed. I was watching that, and in football, that's a a big thing that is important tackling. And I'm sitting there watching that, watching how they're tackling, and I'm just picturing, envisioning myself like running the ball. How I'm gonna run it? Am I gonna stiff arm them? Am I gonna run them over? outrun them. It's, it's a lot of stuff that comes into spectating and just, you know, watching film and getting better at it. Would you be ready to play a game right now? If we had to play on Saturday, could you do it? Oh, yeah. Anytime. Anytime. <laughs> anytime I'm ready to play football. So you don't need a buildup. You don't need a couple of no, weeks. No buildup. None of that. You, you, you put us in between lines. You can put a football down and tell us to play. I'm ready. Anytime. Last year, you had so many highlights. In your mind, what was the highlight? I would say my my favorite highlight was 
Youngstown game, Jerry, uh, Jacob Garrett's first touchdown of the season of his, I think it's of his college career. And I just, I, I take that in, in perspective and I look at that as something special because I was a, a part of that uh, moment when uh, JG made his first touchdown. That was the one that you threw. Yeah. So in the game that you caught one, you ran for one and you threw one, the one you're yeah. talking about to Jacob, is there any sort of bias that it was the one that you threw that that was your favorite since you're a former quarterback? Um, no, it's more of, you know, I, I've always been a player that I like getting my teammates involved. Just, you know, growing up, I've always played that, uh, that captain position, such as like baseball, played pitcher, football's quarterback, basketball's the point guard. Just growing up, I've always loved getting my teammates involved and just watching them be successful as much as me. The one that you caught stood out to me. I thought you might say that one because you had the play along the sideline where you stiff-armed two guys. Oh, and, yeah, I high-stepped and stiff-armed a uh, dude. Yeah, that was, that, was, that was pretty special. But, yeah, when I got JG's first touchdown, just the, the vibe that he gave off, the energy, it was just amazing. Yeah. No, that was – both of those, just, just such a cool image of seeing how excited yeah, yeah. Jacob was with the image of two guys crashing into each other pretty epic as well yeah it was good times uh you know you, you redshirt your freshman year you, you play in four games you get a little bit of experience but what transformation happened between your redshirt freshman year and your freshman year that allowed you to do what you did um I would say it wouldn't have happened if my my coaches wouldn't have had the trust that they have with me they've tried they have a lot of trust in me and just uh, allowing me to – it was mostly like a 50-50 mutual thing of, okay, does Javon want to play running back? Is he he like it? Give him a shot. So I started throughout the uh, the whole training camp, I was just running back reps, running back reps. And I was basically just – even in the red shirt, my red shirt freshman year, I would be running back for the scout team, just pushing, grinding, just continue to – try to beat them just as much as they want to beat me just to get them better. And I told coach, I was like, Hey coach, like, I, I love this feeling when I run the football and he's like, I like, I like you at this position. Uh, we just worked it out and we just kept working because I, at quarterback, I've never actually had a run as a, with the running back style, but I've always had it growing up. So they just kept working with me. We are being very consistent about everything, you know, learning, footwork to pass protection and it it just all clicked came together and it came out to be a good uh positive season for me it sounded like in recruiting you were a little bit stubborn that you wanted to play quarterback oh yeah so uh yeah a lot of a lot of the colleges that were uh, recruiting me at the time my senior year I was I was very stubborn because I, I I felt like I worked my butt off and like being one of the top quarterbacks in history of Illinois high school football, it's like I, I wanted to take that chip and keep it on my shoulder. I'm a quarterback. I want to play quarterback. If you don't want me to play quarterback, then it's probably not good college for me. And Coach, he took care of it. And he, he knew I wanted to play quarterback, came in, and I didn't kind of, I kind of didn't get it, plays and stuff, because it it's a lot different. It's a lot different uh, than high school and uh, – Running back worked, I guess. You're talking about the mental side of the game, and 
a lot is still thrown at you at the position you're playing now, kind of a hybrid where you line up at quarterback sometimes, sometimes you're at running back, sometimes wide receiver. Yeah. How, yeah. how difficult is it playing kind of several different positions, even though you're tagged as a running back? Honestly, I, I look at that as like back in like growing up, you know, when you were a kid and everybody wants to play every position, such like when you're scrimmaging, you know, growing up and I just liked it. And I, I like having that, uh, I told coach, I said, put me in uncomfortable situations because I want to be comfortable in the situations. And he kept doing that and they kept throwing things at me. And it was, it was a hard sometimes challenging sometimes, but you know, practicing and being consistent on getting the plays right and just staying disciplined to learning it instead of uh, wanting to do it your way. It helps out a lot. I'm sure there are times where, you know, maybe a play breaks down or a block breaks down or, you know, something on the mental side might break down. How many times do you think you were able to make up for some of those things with just, you know, your strength, your speed, and your athleticism last year? Um, I would say it was – honestly, we had a lot of – a lot of our plays, I would say seven out of ten times, we – everybody executed their position from from the center to the the all the receivers to the quarterback and the running back. But – uh all together, yeah. Um, could you repeat that again for me? Just, I, you know, if, if there is a scenario where something breaks down on the mental side, you know, how often were you able to make up for it with your natural ability and your strength and your speed? Okay, so basically coach, coach says when, when, when plays break, get back to the – get as much yards as you can, but your, your ultimate goal is to get back to the line. So through plays, sometimes, you know – Maybe, maybe the right guards or left guards, you know, they're giving, they're not put, giving into their all that play, and they end up breaking through. And I got to make the play. It's just all in moment. Just I try, I like to use people's momentum against them throughout the play. So if he's coming screaming down, I'll just set him up and hesitate him and move around. But yeah, I use a lot of my ability to make things positive when they're not positive. It seems like you, despite not playing running back for that long, you, you have, you know, a pretty good instinct for how the position should be played, how you should be doing your job. If you could critique yourself a little bit, where are your blind spots still after only playing the position for one year? Um, between it, let's see. I'm about to say pass, pass protection was my biggest issue because I w I'm looking at it from a different uh, perspective at quarterback instead of, I mean, at running back instead of quarterback. So as a quarterback, you know, you take your three-step drop and you know you're getting, you're blocked, you're like people are blocking for you. But at running back, it's different because you're the one blocking. So whoever's coming, you got to pick that up. But if I were to critique myself, it probably was pass protection, just looking past the line and the mesh, knowing – Who's coming? Is that corner cat coming? Are we gonna have a, are we gonna have a sonic uh, blitz from the safety stuff like that? But I've been uh I've been doing my research, you know, learning, studying it more. So just getting better. Barry Sanders was your guy growing up, right? Yes, sir. Watched all his highlights. I still do to this day. Even when I get bored, I'll just pull up his highlights just to see what I can do better. And it, this, it helps out a lot. This might be an obvious question, but what do you like about Barry? Barry Sanders, 
What I love about Barry Sanders is every time he stepped on the field, he wanted to be the best player. I liked how he ran, knowing he didn't have the odds, even when he didn't have it, he would still run. He knew he would have to make that play a positive play and get positive yards. And he and, and every play he had the football, he wanted to score the mindset. And that's the mentality I have every time I step on the field. It's every time I get the ball, I got to get in the end zone. There's no other way. So, Who else do you watch? Um, I've been watching – I've uh, ever since last year, the whole run with the Titans, uh, I've been watching some Derrick Henry plays. You're seeing how explosive and watching him individually when he works out, seeing what kind of workouts I can do on my own time. As, as you see, nobody cares where it's harder, you know. He's working hard and it's getting better. You're 6'1", 240. I mean, your, your size stands out. Anytime you line up in the backfield and yeah. then when you challenge somebody in the hole, it stands out even more if, if you get the better of them. When did you grow? When did you get big and strong? Um, if you, you look at my family, you see all the genetics. You'll see like my dad. My dad's a big guy. He's always been a big guy. He played at uh, Rockford at two, 250 at 5'11", playing a D tackle on the line, still smoking things so. I mean, uh, I started getting bigger, I want to say seventh going into eighth grade, because I've always been that more muscular body type as a kid. And uh, I don't know, I just grew about four inches from seventh to eighth grade, and everything started filling out, and I'm how I am now. So, I mean, you had it from a relatively young age, yet you had – very few division one offers despite what you did in high school with 52 touchdowns your senior year why did people miss you despite those things well I mean I would say later recruitment because I had a lot of like after I've committed I've had I had more schools reach out to me in the last weeks of uh me like coming to the um I came in July late July uh because I had to I had to take the class uh test again it was uh, due, basically due to GPA, but uh, yeah, um, I started having bigger schools look at me, and I just I knew from the get go though that Carbondale was where I wanted to go because the family and how how they treat you like it's it's all genuine love. It's not none of this putting two face on and stuff like that. Coach Hill is who he is, and I love him, man. I love all the coaches, and they love me, and that's why I stuck here. Was that obvious from a pretty young age? I mean, did, did SIU have that reputation in your mind since you were close by about an hour and 10 minutes away? See, no, nah, see, when I was, when I was growing up, my school, that, the two schools that I wanted to go to for football were either Oregon or I wanted to go to Florida State. You know, I, I like, I would love to play in Florida, but Carbondale is it, it is. So. What's unique about Carbondale in your mind? Um, what's unique about Carbondale? I mean, I've, I've been to different colleges and, and I've met a lot of different coaches, but it's, it's really the actions that really, really made me commit because just Coach Hill, you know, he would come to my basketball games and stuff like that and just cheer me on. And he'll, he'll talk to me as if he was a coach back then. Like, he was like, you know, why didn't you, why didn't you dunk it and stuff like that? And it just made me feel like driven, more motivated. And I'm like, man, I would love to play for this man. Cause it was junior year when I first, I believe it was junior year 
when I first started talking to him, like going in junior because I went to the Lindenwood camp. But yeah, like ever since then, they've always showed me love and they, they, they've always kept it up, like realistic with me. It was never beating around the bush. It was straightforward. So I like that. Was that your first interaction with Coach Hill, that basketball game he came to see you at? No, actually, first time I met him, it was out of nowhere, too, because it was like they was talking about football, recruits going to start coming in. I was like, all right, because I really didn't – I've never been in this situation, so I'm like, okay, what's coming? And then Coach came in, and, he, you know, it's a div- Division One FCS, and I was like, wow, this is, this is it. It's my dream. I'm always going to play Division One ball, and – from there, you just ran with. I want to go back to your high school playing days. Um, the game against Cahokia where you kind of called your shot. You, you told the, – the legend is you told your grandpa, I'm going to break the record, and then you go out and run for 350 yards that night and set a school no record. Doubt. So, I, it's been a few times I've rushed over 300 yards in high school, and – it was a game where I broke the record. It was like 317 by Rashad Campbell, which is my aunt's uh, – so, so basically my aunt is dating his brother. So basically he's like a uncle fig- figure to me growing up. So, I mean, we talked about it. He's like, when are you going to break my record? And I was like, so I'm going to break it before I leave high school. And I was – it was a barbecue right at the tailgate right before the game, about three hours before the game before we had to be there. And I'm talking to my grandpa and my dad, and I'm like, like, hey, I'm I'm going for this record today because I had rushed and I had took three I took three nails or two nails to end the game, and I took two steps back. So I took I took six yards off, which I ended up with like three fourteen, and it was three seventeen. I was like, wow. But I told my dad, I was like, this game I'm going for three fifty or more, and ended up rushing for three fifty four, which was pretty cool. Did you know at the time, like once you hit the 350 plateau, did you know that you had hit it? No, I, I, I just – I kind of noticed like second quarter, third quarter, I'm like, I've been running a lot, a lot of yards, and like I scored a lot, and I was just like, i got to be close to that record. And I just kept – I kept running hard, but like ever since I was like younger, I've never actually looked to – First, you know, stats. I've always played. You know, if it happens, it happens. Because it's been times I've said it and it did happen. Like basketball, I would say, you know, we're not gonna lose, or I'm gonna score 50 points and end up scoring like 40. So I told him, and it happened, and we we still talk about that to this day. So, what Grandpa say once he got back to him after the game? Uh, my Grandpa is super stoked. He is super excited. I, I used to always. Every week I would go see him, you know. He uh, passed away my freshman year of college, but, yeah, yeah. He always was proud of me. Yeah. I'm sorry you lost him. Oh, it's okay. It's okay. He's in a better place now, and I know he's still watching me, so. You, you talked about running hard. I've heard that you'll get hit and kind of giggle about it. You're you're all about having fun on the field. Oh yeah, yeah. What, what's the reaction of the defender when they get a pretty good look on you and, and you're giggling about it? Um, I, I they're speechless. Honestly, they're just like, like the like, why are you why are you laughing? And it's just like, I don't know. I lo- I love the game, and like I, I'll talk to them as they tackle me. Like my first time doing it. 
was my – it wasn't my freshman redshirt year when I got my four games. It was this year, that last year. And UT Martin played us, and they hit me, and I was just like – it felt like soft. So I would start giggling. I'm like – I would giggle and be like, man, good tackle, you know, stuff like that. And I, I don't know. I just love doing that, you know, making them feel as if the tackle really didn't hurt. Sometimes it did, but I, I just – I love contact. I'm always – I just – Love playing with happiness, I guess. So you're almost like an Andrew Luck. It's it's not trash talking. It's almost like complimenting the opponent. Oh yeah, yeah. Like my my dad even said it growing up. He's like like what do you say? Like he watched me play basketball and he'll just see a player that's guarding me or I'm talk. I, he see me talk to him and the dude is just like it's like he dies inside. You know what I mean? It's like you say something to somebody and they're like. And they start thinking about it through the process of playing the game. It's hard to, you know, it's, it makes them discombobulated. And I would, I'll just compliment them. Like, and they, they look at me as a, like I'm crazy. And I'm just like, hey, take it how you take it. Don't fold, because if you fold, I'm going to keep beating. <laughs> That's amazing. That's yeah. amazing. Uh, people talk about running backs and how, you know, your body's taking a beating, which it is, you know, on, on most Saturdays. But I've got to think your defenders – are feeling a lot of that pain when you're running at them too, don't you think? Oh, no doubt. And with that, you know, being us, us getting hit so much, I feel as if it's all about how you take the hit. Like when I play football, I've always, like, I've always trained to make it a better outlook on my body. So I'm not going to, okay, so when I played defense in high school, I would know, okay, I'm going to hit them this way. Or I would just I'll just run him over in the tackle instead of shooting and stuff. Cause like you see this finger, I, I messed this finger up high school. Like it never can straighten out anymore. But yeah, like once I got hurt like that, I was just like, what can I do in the play and the in the time of the moment? Like what can I do to decrease the impact? And throughout college, since I've been here, I've I've learned that. I've picked on it. I'm trying to master still, but I feel like as long as a, if you're running back and you learn how to take that hit and to go with it, flow with it, instead of pushing into it, I mean, you'll have a lot more years of playing football, no doubt about it. So it's it's a lot more about how you absorb that impact than it is about avoiding that contact. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, so like people would go, you know, and it's it's all over. There's football players to this day that don't want to get hit, you know. I don't want to get hit, but – at the, at the same time, you're going to get hits. The game of football, it's a lot of collision, contact, compact. So, but I mean, that's how I've always played. Right. The year, I want to close with this, Javon. The year 2009 is important to people in this town. That was the last time that Saluki football went to the playoffs. Yeah. I, I know it's important to you guys based on the conversation we've had about your t shirt that you're wearing right now. Yes, sir. What would it mean, even if it is this spring and you have to wait? which it seems like we will, what would it mean to you to get to the playoffs? Um, I, I don't, I don't want to sound cocky or nothing. Cause like, uh, me, uh, coach has been talking about this for a while, ever since we lost, you know, I feel like this year, like, and coach knows it and the coach agree with coach. will agree with me. This is like the year that we have a team, like that's probably won't, won't get beat a lot. Like, and I'm not trying to say it like that or, publicize this as that being cocky but our team is the Salukis and we, we've been working and we've came together as a family it's not no 
I, it's we. We're one team, one heartbeat, and it's going to mean a lot to us when we make it because you know, we're going to know that it paid off. All this, you know, nobody cares, work harder. We're doing this in the shadows. We're doing this in the closet. We're going to bring it out this uh, upcoming spring, and you, they'll, they'll see us in the playoffs. They'll see us at the natty. So uh, that's all I got to say. So you don't have to apologize for being confident. <laughs> that's all it is. Oh, uh, well, hey, man, I'll get you to your workouts. I know you got to get out of here, but um, I appreciate you for doing this. And no problem, anytime. Hopefully we're watching the Salukis play some football here again soon. Yes, sir. That's Javon Williams, running back, sometimes wide receiver, sometimes quarterback for <laughs> SIU football here on the Saluki Standards Podcast.